It's Friday, January 5th, and on today's Off the Bench, we talk frozen facial hair, Belichick versus Brady, and our preview for the SEC versus SEC National Championship. Let's get into it. Jake Russell. And we are live today from the Hodges Library on the great University of Tennessee. It's a nice little studio. It's a little, it's cozy. Yeah. You like the feel of it? Yeah, it's a good feel. Yeah. Good you know, good good, it's a good setup. You know, it's like, it's like being at home, but not being at home. It's home away from home. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're glad to have this new studio. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get into it. Our first thing that we're going to talk to you today is our hot and our cold. So let's go ahead and get into that. All right. So. Jake, uh, I think I'll go ahead and kick us off with a cold. Okay. My cold, my first cold are beards. Beards, okay. beards are cold. Why especially, is that? especially this beard. This beard's frozen. So San Jose Sharks center Joe Thornton and Toronto Maple Leafs center uh, Nazim Kadri. Okay, first off, that's why I hate hockey because they can have like <laughs> they can have a full name five, just of consonants. Five consonants in a row. And it's a name. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're getting past that. <laughs> But they got, they were kind of like talking before the game and probably within the first seconds of the game, they got into a fight because, you know, it's hockey. So, of course, they're fighting. And so Thornton's kind of the taller of the two and they started going, he threw the first punch and uh, basically Nazim couldn't really get to him. So he basically just grabbed a, grabbed a tuft of his beard just kind of grabbed onto it, and he just started yanking. Number one rule in fighting, no touching of the hair. No Ron touching. Burgundy. Yeah. yeah. I'm Anchorman. really disappointed in Anchorman. him. Anchorman. No touching of really the face, disappo- yeah. no touching of the hair. Yeah, and I'm really disappointed in him breaking that rule. Uh, yeah. He should be fine for that 100%. Yeah. So basically he ripped out like a chunk of his beard, and uh, the shark, uh, the, it's actually on their uh, Twitter. They basically posted a video of it, and he had basically a chunk of his beard. And he was sitting on the bench with it, so he got uh, he got sent out for fighting for the five minutes, and then he actually uh, earned an additional two minutes for beard pulling. So apparently, that is actually a rule in hockey. Okay, so, okay, good. so they okay, have that good. established. So it's not they're not total savages out there. Okay. So okay. they're not total savages. They have rules in place for it. So he got an additional two minutes for beard pulling, right. but that's my first cold. That's uh, I mean, come on now. It's no touching the face, no touching the hair. Yeah. It, it's just boundaries. Rules of men. Yeah, and no going below the belt. Like that's, those are your three cardinal rules. Everything, everything else is it's on the table. Game. Exactly. Yeah, anything else. So that is my first cold, Jake. Uh, do you want to go to one of your colds or one of your hots? Yeah. So I'll do a cold as well. This is not really having to do with sports, but just uh, something that's been pretty popular lately. Uh, Logan Paul. He's ice cold <laughs> oh, right now. Oh my goodness. After uh, he's posting, in the freezer right posting now. a video of him walking through a suicide forest and making fun of somebody hanging from a tree, like an actual dead person who had killed themselves. And he's, like, r- running around wearing a dorky hat, like, making fun of, like, people committing suicide. Yeah. And the worst part about it is his audience is, like, 10- to 12-year-old girls, like, middle school girls. Yeah, and they're just watching this thing. And they're, like, watching, like, actually, like, dead people hanging from a tree. And he's just, like, they're, like, making fun of them. So he's been under a lot of scrutiny. And then to make things worse, 
he like released an apology video and he talked about how his uh, reason was to raise awareness for suicide. And I'm like, no, come on, give me a break, dude. Like, just own up. It was a really stupid thing to do and move on. So, yeah, that's my first cold. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Logan Paul. Uh, kind of an idiot. I mean, yeah. I didn't like him before. and I uh, saw him on Vine for the first time, hated him. Yeah. He does this, hate him. So, yeah. he'll probably do something in a couple of years and I'll still hate him. He so. is the single reason why I don't want there to be a Vine 2. Really? Yeah. You're not course. in favor of Vine 2? Uh, not if he's going to be on there. But if he's not on there, you're all for it. Oh, yeah, I'm all for it then, yeah. They should just not allow him to be on there. Okay. He's just not funny. Okay. Uh, this has been a down week in sports, so I have actually I actually have three colds and one hot. So okay. I don't have a lot of – so I'll go I have one hot as well. So. so, yeah, it's a down week in sports, but I'm going to go ahead and get into my second cold, which are runner-up trophies. Now, I'm going to – before we get into this, I'm just going to say uh, there's winners and there's losers. All right? If you win, you get a trophy. If you lose or come in second place, you don't get a trophy. All right, that's just the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's winners and losers. So, the fact that this happened makes me a little bit happy. But so this is a cold for runner-up trophies, and I hope the trend for any kind of trophies for second if place. If you're not first, you're last. Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby said it best. So yeah. I mean, it's just that's how it is. So on Thursday, a Twitter user, an Alabama alum named Pete Brown, shared a video taken from wide, rece- wide receiver Jerry Judy's Snapchat of team strength and conditioning coach Scott Corcoran, and he's basically destroying the uh, runner-up trophy they got from last year's college football playoffs when they lost to Clemson. And so now that they're in the – so that they beat Clemson and they're in the national championship, they decided to just go and destroy it. So he's this jack dude. He's taking it, and he's basically just – he's just, uh, just ranting about, uh, like, how the Clemson sucks and stuff like that, and he's smashing it. And – to make things even, he like takes it over his head and he just throws it on the ground, just like Hulk style, like it was it was crazy. And then to make things even better, he takes a sledgehammer and just smashes it to pieces. So that that runner-up trophy is dead. Yeah. And I hope the trend of running up. I'd be scared if I was Georgia. Yeah. I would be scared if I was Georgia. I mean, chances are that dude's probably like suiting up, probably. Yeah. I mean, they they Alabama has no morals there. They just. They take whoever's the biggest and strongest. They put them out there, and Nick Saban turns it into a champion. So that's, that's what they do. So he, so I, I love this. I'm glad that runner trophies are uh, taking pain and taking a beat down because they don't deserve to be out there. So I'm gonna switch it up with a hot. Okay. So my hot is gonna be Bills Mafia. Uh, Always hot. Now they're hot for a lot of reasons. Even in the cold, they're you know, hot. first they the they had the longest playoff drought. Now they're in the playoffs. Yep. They donated over a hundred thousand dollars to Andy Dalton's charity Check. since the Bengals uh, beat the Ravens and got the Bills in. And now now they're like steaming hot with anger because you know. Bill's Mafia is crazy in Jacksonville. Listen to this new rule that Jacksonville passed for this weekend. You mean Saxonville? Yeah, Saxonville passed for this weekend. You can only buy a table if you have an in-state ID. No out-of-state IDs are allowed to buy tables. That's exactly, that reminds me of when they tried to stop the people of Nashville from throwing catfish. Exactly, the, exactly. The, like Isaac. So. If anything, they're that, trying to stop. They're trying to stop Bills fans from breaking tables like they always do. Yeah, but if we learn from last year in the NHL uh, finals, it's just in the World Cup or the World Series. I don't know what I'm gonna talk about. Yeah, it's hockey. But anyways, we learned that you can't stop the fans. Yeah. I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't stop I mean, I'm them. sure you'll have Bills fans, you know, doing 
hey, mister, can you buy me a table? Yeah. You know, try to give them some money. Well, you know hey, mister, for a table. Well, hey, mister, for a table. Which <laughs> yeah, they're gonna, <laughs> I don't know if that's ever been done before, but. Hey, Bill's Mafia is always on the forefront of breaking tables, and they're going to find a way. So, I like it. So, Bill's Mafia, always hot. Uh, I think I'll just go ahead and get to my other hot, which is, or my only hot, which is John Gruden. Man, is he pulling in the big bucks. So, uh, everybody knows he is going to be the Raiders head coach, and he reportedly signed a 10-year, $100 million deal, which is the biggest in NFL history for a head coach. So, he's making a lot of money. Uh, $100 million uh, for a head coach who's going to be in Las Vegas next year. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, a lot of, a lot lot of, of ways to waste it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, he's been on ESPN with, uh, as their color analyst for Monday Night Football, so... He's still got he's got cash from that too. So yeah, he's so, so, a way to uh, waste it all gambling and lose it. Yeah, and so he's already put his staff together. He's got Greg Olson, uh, the Rams quarterback coach, and then he's got Bengals defensive coordinator uh, Paul Gunther. So as a as the same role. So he's kind of got his uh, staff assembled. And basically, my question at this point is, how long till the Raiders are Super Bowl contenders once again? Because they have the talent. You look at Derek Carr. Okay. He's had a they down have year. Derek Carr. They, well, they just cut Michael Crabtree, which makes yeah, but no you sense have Amari Cooper, and I yeah, and Amari Cooper had a horrible year this year. But I think Talk he has the drops. I think he has the potential to be something great. Okay, okay. What about running back position? That's kind of scary. Beast mode. Okay. How how much longer do you think Marshawn Lynch has in the team? Uh, until they run out of skills, uh, I believe. They don't have Alex, if they don't have Alex Guerrero down there to train him, <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know how many years they'll have left. TB twelve. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, yeah. So oh, running, and then they have Khalil Mack. I think they have pieces, and they have a talented roster. There's just I think what they're lacking. I don't know if they're a Super Bowl contender right now, even with the right coach. But I think they have the pieces in place to make a run. And I think within five years, I think they're definitely like right there. I don't think it's a rebuild. I don't think they're in a rebuild situation at all. I don't think they're coming into a situation like the Browns or the Bengals or the Jets, or something like that. I think they have pieces right now to win right now. So, Yeah, we'll see. I think I just still think they have a, a long ways to go, but we'll see what Gruden can do with it. Yeah. Um, do you want to go to – do you have another cold? Yes. Uh, so my second cold is going to be Jimmy Haslam, who said that there's going to be no discussion. Hugh Jackson is returning as our head coach next year. I don't think I've ever seen somebody be more addicted to losing before than with Jimmy Haslam. I mean, a complete idiot, honestly. You have a head coach who's 1-31, in and you're not even going to discuss whether he should come back next year. I mean, honestly, like, how much does – I've never seen somebody love to lose so much. And, I mean, you have guys like Chuck Pagano who had a down year. We talked about this in the last episode. He had a down year because his quarterback was out. Uh, Andrew Luck was out for the whole year. And he had one down year and he's gone. They yeah. fired him. So, and I mean that's just that's just one example. I mean, I mean I you could give you could give the Browns the top five draft picks one one <laughs> two three four and five. And if they have Hugh Jackson as their head coach, they would not make the playoffs. Yeah, they'd probably pick a white six four quarterback. Yeah, white yeah. six four quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> uh, defense player that'll be a bust. Exactly. Offensive lineman and, and white six four quarterback. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're obsessed with him. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's interesting. So yeah, the Browns not not looking like they're gonna go anywhere anytime soon. Uh, and then I'll wrap us up. My last cold are dabs. We thought they were dead, and 
after this incident, they should be dead for a long time. I think we should leave them out at 2018 altogether. So a Saudi soccer player is facing legal trouble after dabbing during a match on January 3rd. So he was basically sitting on the bench. Uh, I don't know if they scored or what happened, but he basically is on the bench. He's celebrating, and he starts dabbing, and it's kind of funny. But he basically, the reason why he's facing legal trouble is because in Saudi Arabia, uh, the da like dabs have been banned uh, because they're a reference to drug use. So first off, the dude's not playing because he's on the bench. But, you know, we, we appreciate that on off the bench, backup mentality. But basically, he's on the bench, he's not playing, and he's facing legal trouble because he's dabbing. So check that. If you ever That's book a pretty a horrible life. Yeah, if you're if you're ever uh, booking a trip, just remember dabbing's illegal in Saudi Arabia. So yeah, I don't know why anybody would ever want to go to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> so that wraps up our hot and cold, and basically, and now we're going to get into what's going on with the Patriots. So we're gonna go ahead and get into that now. All right, so the Patriots, is this the beginning of the end, Jake? What, I don't know. It doesn't sound good at all. I mean, they yeah. released their whole unity thing yeah. uh, today saying how they're all in sync, but based off of the latest reports, yeah. it does not sound good. So, so basically what's happening is there's a rift between the greatest coach basically of all time and the greatest quarterback of all time between Belichick and Brady. And so the story goes that uh, Brady didn't want Jimmy Garoppolo around. Uh, Brady wanted to play into his mid-40s, and he basically saw uh, Jimmy Garoppolo as a threat to him playing into his late 40s. And so he kind of pushed for him to get out, and now he's with the 49ers. And so that's how he got out. And so I think what the reports are saying is that Belichick kind of retaliated and punished him by taking out his trainer. Uh, Alex Guerrero. So yeah, and, and a little additional information: Alex Guerrero is like also Tom Brady's like best friend mm -hmm. and like fellow cult leader. Yeah. So like, it's not just like his trainer. You yeah. Know? It's his best friend. It's his right hand man. Yeah. So that was a little retaliation. Yeah. And so there's this rift now because uh, a lot of players coming in, they were like, do it. They felt pressured to train with Brady and Alex Guerrero. But they also didn't want to go like against uh, Belichick, so they there was this there's this huge rift between Belichick and Brady, and basically I had a question for you, Jake. If you had to get rid of one, and I don't think they're going to get rid of either. I think they're just going to make it work. But if you had to get rid of one, who would you, who would you want to keep, Belichick or Brady? Who do you think is to can? Like, basically, another way to phrase this question is: If I was Robert Kraft, or no, who do you attribute with? more of success, Belichick or Brady? Okay, well, well you got to look in the eyes of Robert Kraft, right, who's the owner, okay. and it'd be his, his decision, yeah. really. As far as attributing all the success, I would have to say it's Tom Brady because he's making the plays, he's making the throws. Yeah. But if you look at it right now, today, as old as Tom Brady is, mm -hmm. I, would, I would let go Brady and okay. keep Belichick because Belichick has a longer future. So you don't think Brady's found the fountain of youth yet? I don't know. He's, I don't know. He's taking a little baby steps. I just think maybe there's I think there's maybe two years left. And if you look at history with quarterbacks as far as them dropping off, yeah. it's not gradual. They're good, and, and then, then they, they just hit a brick wall. And then they go from, from their normal self to significantly. Yeah, they can't play anymore. Yeah, to significantly bad. So, I mean, I know we haven't seen a drop off in Brady, and he hasn't been, like, slowly getting worse. But 
that's not how it usually goes. Yeah. So this brick wall could hit next season. It could hit the season after that. We have no idea. Yeah. But I do have a prediction. Okay. Okay. This is what I think is going to happen. Tom Brady, he's going to want to play till he's 45. Yeah, he said that. Okay. So he's shown that he can get Kraft to trade players who were supposed to lead the franchise when he was gone. I mean, he got Kraft to trade Garoppolo for Brian Hoyer. Yeah. You know. So if you can do that, I think he can get uh, Kraft to fire Belichick and then hire Alex Guerrero as the head coach. <laughs> really? Yes, that is my that is my prediction. Wow, that is a that is a bold prediction. Mm-hmm. Going back to the question about who the reason for success that the Patriots have had, uh, I wouldn't say uh, I'd say I'd give a little bit of credit to Brady and a little bit more to Belichick. I'd say it's sixty forty in favor of Belichick. I really do believe that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback that the NFL has ever seen, but I, I just, I just think when you have the greatest coach of all time as well, I think he puts Tom Brady in a system that he's able to succeed in. I don't think Tom Brady is a system quarterback. I think he could go to any of the other 31 teams and dominate and be and play at a top level, but to dominate for so long and have so so much success, I just feel like Belichick is just so much to like. I think he's the main reason for that. I just think that he's given him a system that he can win in. So that's just basically how I feel about Brady Belichick. But I do feel how what you said about right now, if you're looking at Robert Kraft making a decision right now, I think you, if you had to get rid of one, I think you have to get rid of Brady. Because, exactly, because Belichick's going to keep coaching. He's not close to retiring anytime soon, and he is the greatest coach of all time. And even though you're parting ways with Tom Brady, I think that just right now in terms of short-term and even long-term success, you have to keep Belichick. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. All right, so that pretty much wraps up what we have to talk about with the Patriots. And we're going to switch gears a little bit and go from the NFL to uh, now the college football. So we're going to give our national championship preview. So we're going to get into that right now. Okay, so national championship preview. Games on Monday. Georgia versus Bama, SEC versus SEC. So, first off, we talked about this in the last episode. I don't think this is bad for college football because I think you have the best two teams uh, playing for the national championship, and that's what you want every single yeah. year. A lot of people are like, oh, I want this conference to get in, or the SEC always has a team in there and they're always winning. And we talked about this. If you don't want the SEC in there, get better. That's exactly. as simple as that. Exactly. And Just so, like when Cam said, if you don't want me celebrating the end zone, stop let, me. Don't let me in. Yeah, exactly. So if you want two SEC teams in the college football playoff, be better. Exactly. So I think they got the two best teams. A lot of people were saying how UCF should have been in there or Ohio State. I would have loved to see either of those teams in just because I hate Alabama, but at the end of the day, I think the community got it right, and I think they got the two best teams, and then the two best teams made it to the final. But what the committee got wrong today, actually, was when they said that uh, expanding to an 18 playoff oh, yeah. is not in the cards and that it would have to be a unanimous vote uh, between all the conferences, which I disagree in. And I think most people would, at least, I don't know how the conferences would feel. I feel like the conferences teams. would be all in because, yeah. you, first off. It's just off, more of a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you get a greater chance to, and then you think of, like, the smaller schools, like the UCFs, like that, that's definitely helping them out. Yeah. And then other teams that are like that, like UCF, they see that as their chance. Like, teams like a like a South Florida, when they have Quinn and Flowers, if they had gone undefeated, they would have been in the same boat as UCF. 
And so I think definitely, and then like even the bigger conferences like the Big Ten, SEC, and stuff like that, they're they're already getting in. So if they have a chance to get like even like more success and have a better chance getting in, so I th I think they'd all be in. So yeah, yeah, but yeah, I just don't understand why the committee would not even think about expanding to an A team, and it's more money for them, you know. Yeah, that's all I care about is money. I it's mean, like, it's a business, so yeah, I mean, and it's more money for them and more football for us. Everybody wins. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand who's against this. Yeah, we'll bring them onto the show. If, yeah, yeah, we can debate them. Yeah, you heard it here. If you have a problem with a six team or eight team or basically anything expanding the college football playoffs, you can come on the show and debate us here. We'll we'll have you on anytime. But I just know you're wrong. <laughs> Yeah. That's just you're wrong because I think ex uh, expanding expanding the college football playoffs would be great. Yeah. I just think it'd be amazing. So who do you have for this uh, Georgia Bama game? Uh, we have, I think we differ a little bit on here. I think you've made it very clear that Jalen Hurts will never win as a starting quarterback uh, at Alabama, but I truly believe that in this matchup, uh, I'll get into it more detail. But I feel like Alabama wins this one. Who do you have? Uh, I'm leaning towards Georgia, but man, that Alabama defense is that's, really hard to go against. That's the tipping point. And not it's that. I mean, the offense. I don't expect to see much from Alabama's offense at all. That yeah. that Georgia defense is very good yeah. too. Uh, and as long as they they're on par with Clemson, so I yeah, think they can exactly. do just about as yeah, much damage. And if you watch that Alabama Clemson game, that Alabama offense did not look good at all. I mean they. Scored probably what was final score is twenty four sixteen. They probably had ten points of just offense because you had the one pick six. Yeah, and, and then, then you the had, other pick that set up the touchdown. Yeah, that doesn't so, really count. Exactly. So. Uh, I just this game is going to be really exciting because it's going to be a chess match between Kirby Smart and Nick Saban, uh, the prodigy and the teacher, mm -hmm. and it's going to be really exciting to see. Now you're not going to really be able to see it like. I think it'd be really cool if they could have uh, camera angles of, like, the sidelines and, like, you could see what their coaches were saying and stuff like yeah, that yeah. to go back and forth at each other. But it's two offenses that really like to run the ball, two very good defenses. I just think the X factor is really going to come down to Jake Fromm versus Jalen Hurts, and Jake Fromm is a much better quarterback. I, th yeah. I think if Jake Fromm was on Alabama, they'd be, be undoubtedly – Yeah, they would be undoubtedly the best team in college football. <coughs> even be close. But here's, here's what I – I'm, I'm going to get at. A lot of people doubt Jalen Hurts, and I agree with them. He's not that great of a quarterback. He does an okay job, but a lot of people doubt him. In last year's college football playoffs, I think he played pretty well for his set of skills. He ran the ball pretty well, and he made a couple of passes that were nice in the game. I think if Clemson, or I think if Alabama makes that stop and Deshaun Watson doesn't do his thing and be a, be a GOAT and drive down and win the game, Nobody's doubting Jalen Hurts. They're praising him. They're calling him a great quarterback and stuff like that. I don't think anyone doubts him. I just think that Deshaun Watson stole the show at the very end, and then that brings up that doubt. But Jalen Hurts had a great drive at the end. He had the, I thought, the game-winning touchdown where he ran it in from about 20 yards out. I thought that was the tipping point. So I just think a lot of people doubt him. But in that game last year, I think if Alabama gets that stop, then no one's talking about that. So... I don't know. People people doubt on him, but and then getting back to Georgia, I think Jake Fromm is the better quarterback. We can agree on that most definitely. And if he was on Alabama, this wouldn't be a game. But 
I don't know. I just feel like this. he's proven that he can play in the big-time moments, but I, I just feel like Alabama is going to be a, is going to do a much better job of stopping the run than Oklahoma could even dream at because Oklahoma doesn't have a defense. Yeah, I'm really interested to see the defensive approach Alabama's going to go with because if you look at Oklahoma, I mean, they stacked the box and tried to force Jake Fromm to throw, but they stacked the box as much as you could, and it didn't matter because Georgia could still run the ball out. I don't even think Alabama has them. to stack the box. I think I think their defense alone can stop them. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. They so have to bring some extra pressure, but I think if they do that, I, I just don't think – Oklahoma's like game plan panned out because they wanted to stop the run and make Jake Fromm throw, and they couldn't do either. The, the run game torched them, and then Jake Fromm was able to get comfortable and make a couple of key throws. I think Alabama is going to shut down that run, and then Jake Fromm is going to have to win, win the game. And I think he's a good quarterback, but I don't think he's ready to take on the Alabama defense by himself. I feel like that running game is going to be neutralized, and I feel like just he's not ready for that stage at this point. And I just feel like he's not going to be able to throw on this Alabama defense. Yeah, no. If I was if I was Georgia, I would have almost much rather played Clemson in the first round, as far as getting your offense and your quarterback prepared to play against mm-hmm. a great defense. Because Clemson's defense yeah. is really good, top five in the country for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they went up against Oklahoma, which is a pretty bad defense. So they haven't really had a test like Alabama yet, besides Auburn. Yeah. I think, yeah, what you're saying about who they played in the first round, I think that, uh, I said it before, I think whoever wins that Clemson-Alabama game is going to win it all. Just because, one, I think that side of the bracket is better, and two, I think what you're getting at is that they're much more prepared. They played, Alabama played a better defense, they played a better team overall, and they played a better coach than Georgia played at Oklahoma. So I think they're just they have their game plan and set, and I think Georgia has to change their game plan. They have to go from playing one team to playing a completely different team. Where Georgia, where Alabama, they're playing a different team, and I think they're better just being able to run the ball, but they don't have to change their game plan because it worked the first time, and I think it'll work again. Yeah, it'll be a super exciting game. So I am definitely excited to see that, but Jake has Georgia, and I have Alabama, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes down. But that is our national championship preview, and we're going to finish up with the return of uh, one of my favorite games called They Said What. So we're going to go ahead and get into that. Okay. So first one is by a former NBA player. Okay. And he said, I smoked my whole career, had a hell of a career. I didn't miss no games. He may have not missed games, but clearly he missed English class. (laughs) Um, But... Any guesses? Okay, so so what was he talking about? He's talking about like smoking weed, like yes. how NBA players should be able to smoke yes, weed. Yes, yes. Uh, I think we talked about this one before, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. It's it was pretty popular on Twitter. Yeah, I think Bleacher Report reported on it. I think that that was uh, Stephen Jackson. Was that <coughs> yes, right? yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. And second one, a little less popular quote. Uh, blank is one of my best friends in the world. He's like a unicorn. There's only so many of those guys you can find. So basically, he believes in unicorns that they're just very rare. Okay. So well, I mean that's true. Unicorns are real. Yeah. Okay. Clearly. They, yeah. yeah. They're just hard to find. So, uh, give me a couple of hints here. It was okay. Uh, it was it's NFL NFL quarterback. NFL quarterback. Talking about one of his targets that he throws to, uh, but, you know, being becoming a free agent, and Ooh. if he wants him to be re-signed. Hmm. NFL quarterback. 
It's got to be pretty good, the wide receiver, if he's talking about him being a unicorn. Uh, he's going to be a free agent. Yeah. Uh, they're a playoff team, correct? Uh, no, they're not a playoff team. Okay, that completely, completely throws me off. Uh, I don't know. I want to say Eli Manning, but that doesn't sound like him at all. But I really have no other guesses. For uh, that it was so. Russell Wilson. Okay, talking about who? Uh, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham? Yeah. Okay. That, that that sounds a lot better right yeah, there. Yeah, that's that's a classic Russell Wilson believing in unicorns. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, they're real, so like I don't I don't doubt him. Yeah. But you know. So that wraps up They Said What and that wraps up our show. This has been another great off the bench. Uh we're not gonna be sure we're not sure when we're coming with our next episode. We're gonna be coming through with a lot of changes. Yeah, of school soon. starting back. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where we go from this, but We'll definitely be back sooner than you think. But I'm H. Murphy. I'm Jake Russell. And this has been Off the Bench.